honestly, if that opener isn't enough to tell you what we're talking about, I, I don't know where you've been for the last four years. That brought a little tear to my it's, eye. It's really hard to hear. So that, of course, was obviously Eruption by Eddie Van Halen. Van Halen. Uh, and with the news of everything that just happened for us yesterday, for you guys, uh, it, it might actually still be yesterday. I'm going to try to get this up day of. Um, if not, it'll be, you know, day before yesterday. Uh, we were all sort of shocked. This was one of those rare occasions where Jason isn't always that happy that Jason broke the news to a few people. Not everybody. <clears throat> I was at lunch, uh, and I went out and was just hanging out, sitting in my car, and I kind of brought up Google, of all things. And I'm like, what, wait, no, what? <laughs> and uh, I, I go in, and I I think I told Stewie, and then I, I didn't even post an article. I just posted something on Facebook. Isn't and then it, it usually just, Kevin that gives us yeah, the Yeah, Kevin's Grim usually news. the Grim Reaper news. That's the bad news, usually. This is why I took a hiatus from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so you have, the usual, you, Kevin. you have the usual suspects. I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Stewie D. Pin up Daddy's Bank Dog. And Casey, coming in, coming in from via Skype, we have Casey yes, and trouble. And trouble. Um, so yeah, unfortunately for a lot of us, uh, yesterday at the age of sixty-five, Eddie Van Halen passed away. It was kind of a shocker. Um, I think when I read it, I was saying this earlier. So we we're going to have a little special segment on the show, but I I think I'd heard at one point that he had cancer, but I didn't really. No, I don't think anybody. It, I knew he it was not public. I think that it was this. this. I knew he, he had, had complications with something. Uh, just wasn't exactly sure how. He actually went public and said that he had throat cancer. Right, but I, I, I don't didn't know how bad. it No, was I don't think time. anybody knew that it was this bad. I'm sure we were talking about. I'm sure some of the close family knew, but I don't think the public. I think most people were shocked. Is what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think anybody knew this was. Well, coming. I know, like about a month or so ago. Uh, they posted up something about him going to a a treatment center for cancer, and I think they said at that time it was stage four. Yeah, but mm. did yeah I I this kind of took me by surprise. I won't yeah. lie, really didn't see it coming. It we so we got in this discussion and we talk about the fact that you know celebrities die. It happens all the time. People die, and celebrities die, and. Um, we're going to have a little segment on the show where we have a, a friend of ours, uh, Nick Tyree. Um, he's a musician. He plays for uh, a band called That Arena Rock Show. If you get the chance, highly recommend going and checking them out. They do arena rock stuff. They do 80 stuff, They do, and they put on a whole show. They tour around. They're great. They'll give, saw they'll give them you, last year. They put on an amazing yeah, show. Nick's a great guy. They're, Same. Had a bike night. Um, and we'll give you all the information where you can check them out. But we really wanted to talk to not just a fan but a musician and he, he puts it pretty succinctly. He says, you know, a lot of people tell you, well, celebrities die. They just die. I mean, it's not, you don't know them personally. He said, but I don't agree with that. I think in a way you do know these people personally. Yeah. They, he said, mm-hmm. they play a significant part in your life, especially certain ones. And I probably don't talk about it that much here on the show. You know that I'm, I have some favorite bands. A lot of people probably do not un- know that Van Halen is like a huge band for me. So, oh, yeah. It kind of became a big deal. I was actually going to do this whole story thing, which I'm still going to do, but I wasn't going to say what we were talking about. I was going to lead into it, um, but, you know, we'll still do it. So let me let me kind of give this little story. I'll tell you guys a little, little tale here really quick. And if I, I wrote this, and I wrote it quickly, 
So if I mess up or get something wrong and you guys know I did, that's fine. But I, I tried to check should myself. Should I get the Kleenex now? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so two brothers, right, born in the Netherlands. Uh, Alexander, born in 1953, and Edward was born in 1955. Their father was a Dutch musician, so they followed in their dad's footsteps. Um, they moved to Pasadena in 1962, and Edward started to train in classical piano. Becomes pretty important later if you think about it. Yep. Um, he became really good, actually, at playing piano, but what he never really did get good at was reading sheet music. No matter how much he tried, he just never could quite get that. So he started playing around with other um, instruments, and he actually began playing the drums. Um, and he, he was getting pretty good at that, too. Uh, only what he discovered is that his brother was, better. was getting better at it. <laughs> well, he didn't know that his brother was doing this. So his brother gets better at it, and so he kind of says, you know what, okay, fine then. I'll just learn to play the guitar. So he starts playing the guitar, and they form a band in 1964. The band was called the Broken Combs. Later they would change their name to the Trojan Rubber Company. <laughs> um, they, they went on and played a little bit, you know, parties, things like that. And then, Wait, are you for real? Yeah, I'm totally for real. Oh, my God. And then in 1972, they formed another band. A band called Genesis. Latex. What? Oh. <laughs> Genesis. Formed a band called Genesis. But we're not talking about the Genesis you guys know. Uh, at this time, Edward played guitar and sang, and Alexander played those drums, and they had another guy named Mark on drums. Or, I'm sorry, on bass, right? So another young man named David had tried out for the band, but for one reason or another, they decided they didn't really want David in the band. The thing is, is that David kept popping up, and the key thing about David was David had a sound system, and these guys needed a sound system, but what they didn't have was the money to rent a sound system. So they decided, you know what, let's let David be in the band, and then we can use his sound system. So basically what you're saying <laughs> is David was like a bad case of herpes that won't go <laughs> he away. He wouldn't go away. So... Um, their bass player eventually shifted, and they brought on a local guy from a, a band called Snake. Uh, his name was Michael Anthony, and then uh, they named the band. Uh, the name of the band would change when they realized that Genesis was already taken. Now they would be called Mammoth Sledgehammer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Sledgehammer. They went with a. Uh, now they would be called U two, only to find out that was no. They started going by Mammoth. Um, luckily for all of us, Mammoth didn't stick either. Um, Thank God. Yeah, I don't really like Mammoth. Uh, amazingly enough, according to the... Yeah, isn't there an actual band name? Mammoth? I don't know. But according That's to the, the now singer David, the story goes that David says to them, Santana, Santana, that name has power. We should do that. We should use your name. And so they did. Van Halen was Van born. Van Halen was born. And according to David Lee Roth, it was all because he thought they should name the band after themselves because he thought having a name like Van Halen was powerful, like Santana being called Santana after Carlos Santana. Mm -hmm. He thought it sounded like it had power. So, Well, it's stuck. 1974, Van Halen was born. Um, they started off playing parties and bars. Uh, eventually, they snagged a regular Tuesday night spot at Myron's Ballroom. Uh, their fans were growing throughout Hollywood and Pasadena. I mean, they were becoming quite the name, and they managed to get a gig at a place called Gazari's on the Sunset Strip. Um, they recorded a demo and became regulars at clubs like the Whiskey Go-Go. And then in 1976, something huge happened. 
I was born. Almost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Something huge happened. You were born. That was huge. Um, yeah. Uh, 1976, a dude happened into the club and caught their show and decided he liked them. That guy was Gene Simmons. So Gene Simmons got together with these guys. He said, I want you guys to come with me and record a demo. So he had them record a demo, and he takes it, and he plays it for their manager, uh, the KISS manager at the time. Bill Alcoyne. Who listened to it and said, these guys are never going to go anywhere. <laughs> so the manager, uh, he turned them down, and Gene Simmons said, okay, well, you know, Gene, if it ain't going to make him money, he ain't going to do it. So he abruptly dropped them, and all I have to say about that is huge mistake, guys. <laughs> huge Oopsie. mistake. Um, 1977 is when their actual huge break would come. They were playing a show at a place called Starwood in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. and a couple of execs from Warner Brothers happened to be there. They heard them, and within a week, they offered them a contract. Uh, And then they went in and recorded their first album, and their first album was called Van Halen, Halen. which I am pleased and honored to own on vinyl yes that's one of the van halen albums i actually have on vinyl it's um that and one of my other favorites 1984 i also have on vinyl which mm-hmm. i believe you now have on vinyl as well stewie and you have on and vinyl. i don't have that one on vinyl. do you have van halen though i do have, have van halen but i have uh 1984 on cd well it's close enough <laughs> <laughs> it is but it isn't um no it's it's, it's not it's uh that one i was lucky um a uh, person that I work with said, I heard you collect vinyl. And I was like, I do. And you, what kind of stuff? I was like, oh, classic rock, whatever. She brought me in a stack of vinyl, man. And I got like Bob Seger and Eagles and freaking 1984 by Van Halen was amongst them. And I was like ecstatic. And I was so glad to have it yesterday because not only was I listening to Van Halen in my car all the way home when I got home, uh, Stewie was out and I was sitting here and I'm like, you know what? Boom. Dropped 1984 on the record Fire player the and sat there and listened to Van Halen off on vinyl last night. So, um, so 1977, they get their break with Warner Brothers. They uh, record Van Halen, their first album. Um, and that was it. I mean, the album hit number 19 on the Billboard charts. Uh, had Eruption, which we just played at the beginning of the show. Had Running With The Devil on it. I mean, right from their first album, I think... Uh, is Panama on it? Panama? No, that's on 84. That's on 84. You're right. Duh. I just listened to it last night. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, Running With The Devil. I mean, your first introduction to them is song. Or that's songs, the opening track it, of the album. And it's huge. It's. I mean, you still know that song. It's and then not you like, go right into Eruption, and, and you really got me by the Kinks. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, they have a, between them and David Lee Roth, I mean, doing these, these, these covers kind of became, but they choose these what you would think would be bizarre covers that just works. Yeah. You know, David Lee Roth did a couple of them, California girls and mm-hmm. just a gigolo. And, um, Oh yeah. So people were really just blown away by what Eddie Van Halen could do. His, this, the style of guitar playing, um, that we'll get into here in a few minutes, but, and then they were also just really enthralled by, by David Lee Roth's this, these shrills and these yelps and these whoops. And, and this almost like scat thing, which he kind of does mm-hmm. later, that he would do in the middle of these songs, and it just sort of scored all the music together. So they record this first album. They go out on tour for a year with Black Sabbath. And after their tour, they go into the studio again, and they release uh, Van Halen 2. For that one, you want to think about songs like Dance the Night Away. So Mm -hmm. there's really not an album. Well, (laughs) there will be. There's really not an album for a long point of time in their history that doesn't have some kind of hit and recognizable song off of it. 
So there were issues in the band. Um, there are stories. Whether those stories are true or not, I cannot be one to say. But when you have two guys that are... Alphas. Alphas, yes. Egotist. Um, yeah, well, more alphas. I don't know. If I, think, I think David Lee Roth is definitely an egotistical kind of guy, yeah, but is. in a fun way. Oh, yeah. But these guys are used mm. to, Eddie's kind of used to being in, in charge, and so is David, and they butt heads a lot, right? Yeah. And they're constantly arguing, and stories have it that David Lee Roth slept with Aunt Eddie Van Halen's wife. I don't know I mean, it's, whether that's substantiated or not. Well, Valerie is pretty cute. No. Uh, was it Valerie Bertinelli yeah. oh. that he supposedly slept with? Oh. It had to be, right? Because that was his first wife, right? Or was there a wife that, before? That was, I believe that was his first. I don't know. Well, Valerie Bertinelli is still I'm, cute. Yeah. Oh, she's a doll, but... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but David Lee Roth is this little dude who could jump, jump 10 feet straight up in the air and do a high kick, so whatever. <laughs> Very uh, acrobatic. <laughs> so, I don't know. Right. Whether, whether that's true or not, I, I can't be the one to say, but... The fact is that Eddie and David were fighting a lot, butt heads constantly. Um, David Lee Roth, he, David was always, I guess he was kind of mad that Eddie was doing some solo stuff and not consulting with them and just sort of doing it. Mm -hmm. But also David Lee Roth was kind of becoming, getting, having some success with his own solo stuff at this point. So he ended up parting ways with the band. Whether he was kicked out, whether he left, that's all nobody knows. Yeah, that's still up in I, the air for I debate. think that he was probably told to hit the bricks and he was probably like i don't care whatever yeah i bet depending on who you ask david probably says he left eddie and alex probably say they kicked him out it yeah. doesn't you know i doesn't think that's the same story as motley cruz singer <laughs> at one time so the van halen brothers then do something that part of me would have loved to have heard they ask patty Smythe to take over on lead vocals it would have been really cool to, interesting yeah it would have been really cool to hear some of that i think uh, but she declined. Could you could you picture a woman singing? For yeah, I, I actually had heard. Oh, um, I totally could. I had heard later on down the road that even again they were considering bringing a woman on board after. Uh, really? After some of the Hagar stuff, yeah, that's what I'd heard. I uh, wow. so I had heard that previously to knowing the Patty Smythe thing. So I was like, oh well, it kind of makes sense. I think I think Eddie was always experimenting mm -hmm. and always wanted to try new things. Right. And much like Santana, Van Halen. Okay, so I think there are only a few bands in the history of bands that, in my opinion, have been able to pull off another lead singer and still be as good. Yes. Uh, ACDC. And, of course, one of the tricks of ACDC is they found a guy that does not sound exactly the same but has, has so many that, similarities in what range. he can do oh, yes. that it worked. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know me, you know my thoughts and feelings on this. A lot of times, it's the death nail in the coffin. They can try. Um, you know, I'm sorry, but bands like Alice in Chains, whether you like them now or not, they're not the same band. Right. And and they just won't be. And the, I think the reason is because they try to get someone almost dead on the old singer sound. And I know... That's what Journey always... I was going to say, I know a lot of people are, are fans of Arnie, you know, with over at Journey, but... And and he sounds like him, but he's basically a karaoke machine. And but for me, that's that's the problem. Like that's one of my big problems about going to see Journey. Well, that and I have other issues, but it's not Steve Perry. Like I know that going in. I just know that going in. But there are certain bands. It's the band, right? Right. So for Journey, I'm sorry. You take Steve Perry. And have him sing the same songs with a group of guys playing the same music, and, and you're probably going to be okay with it. 
Like you're not going to think anything of it. But with Van Halen, Alex and Eddie were the band. Yeah. They were the heart and soul. You can't, as long as they're functioning, the band's still functioning, you know, if that makes sense. So he leaves. So the other rumor, which was substantiated by this person, just this person, but the other rumor was that Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates was also asked to try out for the band, and he says that's true. But uh, for whatever reason, that didn't happen either. Again, I kind of would have liked to have heard what Van Halen would have done with Patti Smythe or Daryl Hall. Now, I did read an article. I read an article today that in, I think it was 1982, Eddie was out having lunch with Gene Simmons. And it was right about the time that they were getting ready to replace the guitar player. And um, Eddie was like, you know what? I'm done with the band. I want out. I want to play for Kiss. Oh, that would have been effed up. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that story was told by Gene Simmons, but Paul Paul Stanley denies the story. Yeah, well, I might be more inclined to listen to Paul Stanley than Gene Simmons, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you know how Gene is. Yeah, Gene's all about the money. It might. There literally might have been something said like, Dude, I'm about to just come fucking play for Kiss, uh, you know, as well, a joke. Gene, and Gene's like, so he was going to come, and he was going to uh, be the new member of Kiss. Gene even told him, he said, that's not a good idea. Yeah, it would have been weird. So, it wouldn't have worked. No, yeah, I don't think it would have. No. So a lot of people don't like Hagar um, with Van Halen. Uh, you mean Van Hagar. I don't agree <laughs> with it. So they met, they, ended like up, they were introduced to Sammy Hagar, Um and uh, he ended up joining on lead vocals and backup guitar. We were kind of chatting about this for a few minutes before we got here. We, we weren't recording yet. Uh, and Jordan and I were kind of talking about this. So I think the thing is, in studio, they sound to me... Uh, now, he's not as exciting as Roth, but on album form, I, he's great. There's no problems with Hagar. I think people, they're just known for being such a live band. And Roth puts on twice as much show right. as Hagar. He, put, he puts on the acrobatic show, mm-hmm. and he yeah. he does interact with the crowd like he's supposed to, and Hagar did the same thing. But just Hagar not. could also rock an arena just as good. Yeah, well, Hagar's got a great voice, and Jordan and I oh, were, yeah. just, were talking about this. Three of my all-time favorite Van Halen songs are Hagar. Mm-hmm. That's, yep. Now, I love everything, but why can't this be love? Humans Being and Right Now are three of my all-time favorite Van Halen songs. Not my favorite, but three of my favorites. Right. And so, like, I can't fault the guy. I mean, like, I think he did a great job. Um, I don't know. I think I think that he well, was he was great. I think it's the problem is is people knew Roth so much they're like, oh, I don't want Van Hagar, and I'm like. But here's the other funny thing about this whole scenario: a lot of people are like he came in and they changed the sound. That had nothing to do with him. So when they did 1984, Eddie started saying like, okay, I'm going to start laying some synthesizer tracks over some of this stuff. And when they kept shifting, you know, so they do 84 and 5150 and all that and everything. And then they end up bringing in Hagar later. Eddie had always had this thing where, you know, you have to keep the core of who you are, but you have to change with the times. You You have have to to progress. Yes. You have to progress, Mm -hmm. change, do new things. 
And so some of the experimentation wasn't had nothing to do with Hagar. It was Eddie Van Halen mm-hmm. wanting to try new things. And Hagar's got a great voice. He's a hell of a singer. He really is. Now, some of my favorite albums are have Hagar on. Yeah. For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, OU812. OU812. <laughs> which I love the title of yeah, that it's a, album. it's a great title. <laughs> um, so, again, right here, uh, right here, right now, live. I mean, that's, that's a Hagar yeah. album. You know, so these are all, like I said, these are all songs. Uh, Humans Being was uh, from the Twister soundtrack. This yep. is 1996. This is actually the when <laughs> Hagar was on his way out. But this song, a lot. I love the song Humans Being. Absolutely yeah. love it, right? I did not know the controversy behind the song, but apparently uh, Eddie changed the title and the melody of the song against Hagar's wishes while Hagar was away for the birth of his child, <laughs> which there were That's complications. Cold-blooded. Yeah. Well, I mean, Eddie's like, it's my fucking band. I mean, I don't like the shit. I don't know what he changed. I don't know what it sounded like originally, but I love that fucking that, song. That, that's, some, <laughs> so, that's some rock star shit right yeah, there. <laughs> and that song's great, yeah. man. So uh, this was 1996. <laughs> Eventually, Hagar and Van Halen again would part ways. Again, not sure the reasons. Not sure. I'm pretty sure they ousted him. I don't think he left on his own behalf. I think uh, they booted him, but... So Roth and the brothers, they team up again for a compilation album and a, and a, and a few new singles that they worked on for it. Um, and then David Lee Roth gets up with Van Halen to present an award at the MTV Music Awards, and people start talking, right? And the words reunion start getting mm-hmm. thrown out, and David Lee Roth jumps all over that, right? So um, Roth gets a little salty about it, but the guys are like, we never, ever said there was going to be a reunion tour. Other people started talking about it, and David Lee Roth starts saying, yeah, we're going to do it, man. We're going to have a reunion. And when they said no, he's like, they're like, we never said that. So then they do something really weird, and this is the one area (laughs) of Van Halen that I wasn't privy to. This is the brief time period where I didn't listen. I, I was a little bit perplexed by this decision. It's a little odd. So they bring on board as their new lead singer, uh, Gary Sharon. Do you guys know who Gary Sharon is? Extreme. He was one of the... More than words. That's all I ever... And they give us Van Halen 3. And I got to be straight up honest with you. I, I never listened to it. I can't name a single song. Apparently, Nicky wasn't a fan either. Yeah, we talked to Nick Tyree, and he's like, you know, I, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna, it's Van Halen, so I'm going to go and listen. And he's like, and I listened to a few songs, and that was it. I was done. It just wasn't quite the same. I, I heard one song, and I was like, no I, way. I'm going to try to listen to it now just to see. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I, I just want to see. Oh, no, I well, well, here's the thing. Um, Gary Sharon's a great singer. There's nothing wrong with him. It's a little weird fit, I think. But all we really know from Extreme that anybody can say is more than words, and it's kind of like, really? <laughs> doesn't really fit. But uh, apparently, they, they did a tour. It didn't do that well, and they released Van Halen 3, and it didn't do that well. But according to Eddie Van Halen, he never wanted to get rid of Gary. It was Warner Brothers' decision to pull the plug on him. He said... As far as he went, there was no bad blood. We liked the guy. Yeah. We, we got along with him great. We thought he was a great dude. I, so. I, had, I had heard that. And so there's no telling, man, if they could have... Uh, record companies want what the record companies absolutely. want. Absolutely. And when you're Van Halen right. and you, every album you put out does awesome and suddenly you put out one and do a tour and it's like pfft, nobody gives a crap and you just got to move on. 
So from 2003 to 2005, they did do a reunion tour with Sammy Hagar, and then from 2006 to 2008, they did some tours with uh, David Lee Roth. So I'm going to give this little bit, and then we're going to get into I'm going to get into some thoughts and feelings, and I want everybody to jump in on Eddie himself. But uh, in an interview with Guitar World, uh, November 12, 2008. Uh, about the making of his upcoming new uh, EVH Wolfgang guitar from Fender. Eddie Van Halen said, um, in regards to new Van Halen music, he said, now this is this is this this stuff gets like pretty intense. Song? Do what? What? Jordan? Hello? Nah. <laughs> What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this, this gets a little, uh, this stuff gets a little like, you know, spot on. So in 2008, he says in this interview, I'll be making music till the day I die. I've done all kinds of stuff, and more is coming. I can't tell you exactly when right now. Wolfgang is in the 12th grade. Uh, this is 2008. And he needs to graduate first. Then I'm getting married in June. We'll pick up after that. Uh, Eddie then went under, uh, underwent surgery on his uh, left hand in 2009 for some arthritis treatment. He said he felt some pain after 2007 tour. Um, and then in an interview with Glide Magazine uh, in 2010, uh, Dweezil Zappa commented that Eddie had played him some new stuff off a record, and it wasn't clear from the interview if the music was intended to be new Van Halen or just new Eddie stuff. Now, this is 2010. Um, so this stuff starts getting real. This is this is the real kicker right here. This is pretty awesome. So, and, well, not awesome, kind of sad, I guess. <laughs> September 30th, 2019, um, David Lee Roth was promoting an upcoming 2020 solo tour and he expressed uh, that he thought Van Halen was done. They were finished. But then Hagar came out in May of just this year of 2020. And, and in an interview, he said, um, until Ed or Alex Van Halen die, they're not finished. And he expressed a, a, a desire that the band would reunite with himself and, and uh, Michael Anthony. And he said, my dream tour is the Sam and Dave tour with Ed, Al, and Mike, which would have been pretty badass. That would have been. Um, that would have been the uh, concert to end all concerts right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, definitely. you know, uh, on October 6, 2020, Wolfgang announced on Twitter that Eddie had died from cancer. And I think this is one of the real. Is that just bread? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was just like, your sandwich is lacking, dude. <laughs> it's the skinniest sandwich I've ever seen. Is me, that me, just bread? Me, <laughs> me, and Stu, me, me and Stu have been known to just eat bread. Like, we like bread. We're bread eaters. And this is probably, you know, explains a lot about us. Um, So we were talking with Nick, and I said, there's this, there's this thing where, okay, now... There are bands, there have been people that I have missed seeing, and it was my damn fault. But I always thought, you know, uh, Tom Petty is a key one. I fully mm-hmm. intended, like, I had every intention. I'm like, I'm going to go see Tom Petty if he tours this year. I can't wait. And then. Oh, uh, that would have been an awesome concert. It, you know. That was a hard pill to swallow. With Van Halen, I always thought I'd have time, but Van Halen wasn't my fault. <laughs> they just, every time they would announce they were going to tour, the next thing you know. There'd be upheaval and turmoil, and tour dates would start getting canceled. And, and then 2020 happened. Yeah. But yeah. I did. I always thought I'd have time. I'd always thought, hey, man, within the next couple of years, I'll have a chance. They'll get it together. They'll get their shit together. They'll do a tour, and we'll get to go see them. And, you know, now 
It doesn't matter what they try to pull now. I Stu and I were talking about this. I know that Wolf had played bass for him on stage. I think he can play guitar. He can actually, but I nobody's Eddie Van Halen. I, I saw a, a thing on Facebook today, a video of Wolf playing Eruption, and it was spot on, Good. note for note. And I'll tell you right now, if they were to do some kind of tribute tour and have him i would go well they were actually the article that i read to go with that actually said something about you know it'd be great to do like a uh, a reunion farewell tour having wolf play guitar uh in his dad's spot yeah. and have you know michael on bass and absolutely and i would go but i'll never get to see van halen yeah and that's even though he's a van halen i'll it's never not get the to original see core it, so the beatles did this uh the concert for George, mm-hmm. and it was crazy, and they had all these different celebrities get up and play, and I think like clapped, and everybody was there. And yeah. at one point, was it uh, was it uh, who'd they have up there? Uh, was it George Harrison's son? Yeah, and yeah, uh, they stopped the show. I mean, they they, I guess Paul was sitting down in the audience, and he leans over, and or maybe it was Ring. I don't even know, but they. Somebody gets up on stage and says, you know, um, we were just commenting to George's wife, look, it's like all the guys are still there, but George stayed young because his son looks so much mm-hmm. like him. I don't really think Wolfgang looks no, much like don't. Eddie at all, but <laughs> wow. I would, you, I would go. It would be great if I could afford the tickets that'll probably be $200 a pop, but it will never get to see Van Halen is what I'm saying, and it kind of sucks. And, and they even said in that... If that does happen and Wolf goes to play Eruption, not a dry eye in the house. Oh, God, no. So we started the show with Eruption. Probably not even his own. No. no. It'd it, be too emotional oh, for it'd, it'd be tough. Yeah. You know? We started the show with Eruption. Um, so I kind of want to talk for a few minutes and everybody jump in where you want, but about the, 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 the impact that Eddie Van Halen had on music in general not just guitar just in general um he always claimed that eric clapton one of, was one of his personal heroes and i it really shows with the riffs and and the, the like fast licks mm-hmm. he likes to play on guitar but we all acknowledge eruption and how it changed music um this is you got to understand up until this point you know this is the 70s right this is 1977 and up to this point, guitar solos were this like long, and and I love them, but they're this long kind of um, these basic riff solos that were coming from these bands at the era. And so there's a really cool story about Eruption, right? So Eruption shook everything up, right? When when they put this on the album, he would get up on stage and he would play Eruption. It would just blow everybody away. It's this less than two minute, like just guitar crazy mm-hmm. ass solo that's still today. I mean, to, even today, if a guitar player... You see kids on YouTube playing Eruption. Little kids. Seven, eight, nine years old, like, nailing Eruption. It's considered this badge, right? If you can yeah, get... The badge of honor. If you can get to a point you can play Eruption even somewhat decent, you're considered a good guitar player, right? Here's the crazy shit. You guys want to hear the crazy shit? Eddie Van Halen was just fucking around. He was playing around. They were mm-hmm. in the studio... He, he and Alex used to tinker around, and he's in there just doing this, and the producer walks in and goes, oh, my God, record that. And he's like, what, this? That is crazy. 
Eddie Van Halen's fucking around going, this is just something I like play. I just play around with them to warm up. And people today are still trying to learn eruption. Yep. That's genius. And, and, and he is also responsible for that real, that, that finger tap technique. Finger tapping. It's actually a technique he invented, yeah. sort of. Um, so that's a, that's a big thing, too. So he was self-taught. He was self-taught guitar player. Um, like I said, he changed from playing drums av- after Alex managed to play Wipeout on the drums better than he could. And so he's like, fuck it, I'll just teach myself to play guitar. So he did. He picks up guitar, teaches himself to play, and he created a, this new style called finger tapping. Um, so what this is is, I mean, guys do it. They, they play the frets, right? They tap their yeah. fingers. But what Eddie did... Because, and this is crazy, but the guy had classical piano in him. And he kind of figured out, well, if I can do it with one hand, can't I do it with both? With two. Like playing the keys of a piano. And that's where it came from. And it was such a big deal that Alex at one point told him, dude, I think when you're on stage, you should turn your back to the freaking audience because guys are going to steal what you're doing. They're going to see it, and they're going to steal it. Like Miles Davis. (laughs) Yes. They're going to see it. They're going to steal it. And I think for him, it's like, you know, that's cool, though, right? I mean, people want to emulate what you created. That's pretty badass. Here's the other thing about him, though. Eddie didn't just change the way people played guitars. Eddie changed guitars. He started experimenting. He started seeing how he could get different sounds from the guitars. He said straight up, he's like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just played with it till it sounded cool. So Eddie nice. has this really famous guitar. Do you guys know the name of the guitar? The Frankenstrat or Frankenstein? Yeah. So he took this $50 uh, Charvel body and an $80 guitar neck, right? And he crams them together. And then he went and did something totally nuts. Now, I don't know how much any of you guys know about guitars. I grew up around them. I know a lot more than I probably should for a guy who can barely play for, you know, <laughs> it's like I got, <laughs> I, I, I got one more than Green Day, you know, <laughs> but, but I can't play them that fast. I'm really slow. Um, so he takes a humbucker pickup because he says it gives it a fatter sound. Now, these are pickups that are on Les Pauls, like Gibson Les yeah. Pauls, and he puts it on this crappy guitar that he builds, and he gets this awesome sound, and it becomes this infamous guitar called the Frankenstein, and this guitar actually ends up being shown at the Metropolitan Museum uh, for a display called Play It Loud in 2019. And one of his guitars actually was featured in the Smithsonian. Um, he took a chainsaw to a Gibson Explorer guitar, and cut it so he can make it look more like a flying V guitar. Nice. He just did these crazy things. He would move frets around. He would, or I'm sorry, he would move pickups around closer to different things so he could get different sounds until he figured out what he liked. So he experimented. And like he said, man, uh, nobody taught me how to do this guitar work. I learned it by trial and error. I've messed up a lot of good guitars that way. But now I know what I'm doing, and I can do whatever I want to get them the way I want them. I hate store-bought off-the-rack guitars. So he didn't just innovate the style of playing. He innovated guitars in general. And Nick said this, and we totally agree with him, and you'll hear that bit here in a minute. But actually, we'll go ahead. let's go ahead and insert it right here, and then um, we'll come back and we'll all give kind of our thoughts on stuff. That'll work.
I'm, cool. I'm glad you're able to get on with us uh, so short notice. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, asking me to do it. Um, What's, you know, it's, uh, I always enjoy talking music. Unfortunately, this is a sad subject, but yeah, um, yeah. But we're gonna try to highlight the yeah the better stuff. So sure, I was telling Stewie like. Uh, we decided like we we usually record on the weekends and i was like well we need to do kind of like a special tribute show and i said you know i was trying to think like i need a i need a musician who kind of understands who can give like a musician's point of view and i got i got on facebook and noticed that you and i had done similar things with our profile pictures i was like oh nick oh yeah nick's perfect i was like (laughs) So I was like, we should reach out to him. Well, apparently Stu and I both did, and we didn't know the other one did. So oh, that's funny. That's but, funny. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I was trying to type something up yesterday. You know, trying to because uh, that was, uh, you know, that that kind of kicked me in the gut. There, I was laying down trying to take a nap, and my dad called me, and uh, he was like, "Did you hear? You know, Eddie Van Halen died." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. You know, it's it's, uh, it's you know, it was pretty. It was kind of shocking to me. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I kind of, I, I know some people don't, um, you know, like as far as, uh, you know, celebrities dying, some people aren't like, it doesn't bother them or whatever. Right. And, um, but I understand why people grieve over them because, you know, they're, they're almost like family in a, in a way, like, um, uh, you know, I've been listening to Van Halen for 15, 20 years. And, uh, so it's like a piece of, you know, a piece of you has just kind of died off. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. We, I told Stewie today, I was like, you know, sometimes it's kind of what you just got at. Sometimes celebrities die and you're always kind of bummed, but then there's just those select few that just really hit you hard. And yeah. like you said, it's like for us, you said 20 some years for Stewie and I, I mean, we, they've been around our whole lives and right. I've always been kind of a, a, a big fan. And unfortunately I, you know, they've had so much turmoil amongst the, the band that, the touring schedule is always they'll tour, then they know they're not touring, and you always kind of thought like eventually they'll get it together and I'll get to go see them, and and that's I like I'm dying to because I hear about their shows and I'm like I I, I want to see this, and then you kind of realize I'm never going to get to do that, you know, and it's yeah when it's someone as prolific as Eddie Van Halen to know what he did, you know, not just as a guitar player but as a guitar innovator, like the things he did to his actual guitars and, and really yeah. changed the, like he said, he just, I just played around till it sounded. I didn't know what it was doing. I was just messing with it till I got a sound I liked and created yeah. entire guitars, you know? And <laughs> I think you're seeing all these musicians and people come out right now just talking about, so my, uh, my stepdad was a guitar player. He was a musician, owned a recording studio, things like that. And he, he posted on Facebook. He said, you know, to all of us guitarists who emulated you or at least tried to, this is a big, big right. deal. And I think you see kids today trying to play Eruption on guitar, like young kids, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of considered a badge. Like if you can play it, if you can play it a decent version of Eruption, you've accomplished something. So yeah. it's it's a big hit, and I really wanted to get the perspective of somebody who plays music. I mean, this is... you. you play all the time this is a huge deal for you so we kind of wanted to get you know we're just fans and i you're a fan and a musician so it's kind of like how does this affect people like you how does this affect people who have grown up emulating someone like this yeah yeah for sure no i um you know like i said my dad raised me on 70s and 80s rock music and 
um, you know, Van Halen was definitely one of them. I actually, on my way into work today, I was thinking about this compilation CD that I made my dad for his birthday. It was, uh, it's all Van Halen, all David Lee Roth. He was, that was his favorite, uh, version. Um, and, uh, and so I actually just put it on a, a little bit ago, and, and it's just like the, the that dude's style of playing. There's no one else that sounds like him. Right. I was listening to Eddie Trunk today, and John Five was on there, and he said that he actually got to play through Eddie's rig uh, a couple times, and it didn't sound like Eddie. It sounded like John Five because right. something that really plays a big role in someone's tone is the actual player. And uh, Eddie's was, you know, he obviously is a very, very unique player, and um, uh, it, uh, it, that, that's, that's what shows big time um, about how, you know, in his playing that it actually took him to make the sounds that you're hearing sound so unique, you know. Um, anybody can play through his rig, and it's not going to sound like him, right? You know. I think you find that guitar players, uh, I, I think all musicians, but guitar players tend to have, like you said, that kind of signature. You know, I know Brian May when I hear Brian May. I know him a mile, like right. Queen's my favorite band. I hear Brian May. I've heard him in, uh, I remember back in the 90s, there was a, an Arby's commercial, and I'm like, that's Brian May. And sure enough, I yeah. went, you know, researched it, and he played a riff, and you get that with Clapton, and you get that with certain guys, and you know Eddie Van Halen when you hear him. There's no... That might be Van Halen. You might go, that's someone trying to rip Van Halen off, but you know when it's Eddie. You just do because it's oh, so definitely. unique. And I, I think it's cool, like you said, someone else trying to play the same thing. It's They they might play the song, but they're not going to sound like him. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really cool. Stewie? Yes. You keep leaning in and I keep talking. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just listening. So, you know, you play... Um, you play in that arena rock show, and I'm sure you guys, you know, that's the name of the band, people. Yes, yes, and if yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend everyone checking them out. Uh, we we've we've known how long have we known you? I mean, a long since time you, man. since you were like yeah, you were 18, 18 or 19, I think when we met yeah. you, you were a yeah, kid, I'm and we always now, so it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> we always said Stu and I were always like that guy right there. That's a rock star. Like he, you oh. had, well, you had the attitude. You have fun with it. You're up there having fun with it, and that's why you know you. St- when you think about bands like Van Halen, one of the things they always did different was they always seemed to be having fun. Always, even their songs are, are mostly. I mean, Eddie was always smiling when he was on his guitar. And oh yeah, yeah. Get grinding his teeth. He's known for that. Right. I mean, yeah. he's known for always be smi- always smiling while he's playing. You know, and they always look like they're having a blast. So I have to think, you know, and we all know you love Kiss. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so but I, you know, I fear the day that uh, one of them goes. You know that oh, Gene Simmons almost played a big part in Van Halen's existence. Almost, <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah. Did it he, involve uh, making money? He, it would have first demos of them. He did I'm a demo mistaken. of them, yeah, and turned yeah. it into his people. And they were like, "Nah, these guys are never going to be big." So he sort of dropped it. <laughs> what? And I'm kind of like, "Bummer." And I bet Gene Simmons yeah. is, to this day is probably like, "You know, I could have made a lot of money off that band." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I still think he heard it. I mean, he heard it early on. I mean, at that point, Kiss was already Kiss, you know. And he he saw these guys. And it's funny when you look over the history of Van Halen and how things almost didn't work like 
David Lee, David Lee Roth, they didn't really want him originally. They just like, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy's got a sound system. We need one. Cool. We'll let him in the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just all kinds of, like I read, I was reading that um, when David Lee Roth left, they, they like, and I kind of wanted to hear this. Like, I guess they asked Patty Smythe to be in the band. I heard what? That, yeah. And she turned him down. And according to um, Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates, he claims he was also offered a chance to try out and turned it down. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. But part of me is like, I kind of want to know what they would have sounded like with Daryl Hall or Patty Smythe. Like, yeah, what, yeah. What would have changed, what wouldn't have changed, you know. But we got Hagar, and um, I'm not a Hagar hater. Everybody, I think, thinks Roth is a little more fun to watch. And then we got the other version somewhere. Uh, Sh- Sh- oh, Sh- yeah. Sharon, Gary Sharon? Gary, Gary yeah, Sharon, yeah. yeah. I don't really know much... I'm a, I'm a huge Van Halen fan, and I don't really know if I know a whole lot from there, there wasn't a hit off his album. from Van Halen three. Yeah, I don't I don't really know a lot off that period. I recently turned that album on, and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to give this a chance. I, I you know I I've heard I've heard about it, uh, and uh, you know how bad can it be? It's Van Halen, right? And Gary Sharon's a fantastic. Yeah, singer, he is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I I turned it on, and about after two songs, I turned it off. Really, you just weren't feeling it. <laughs> I know it's just I couldn't get into it for some reason. It wasn't classic Van Halen. It was, um, it was definitely a departure of what they normally try to sound like, you know. Yeah. So I mean, how much of an impact do you think this is going to have on the world of music? I mean, I know they haven't really done a lot lately, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, just in a way of, you know, losing someone as as prolific as Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, it's it's definitely a bummer. I mean, as you can see, like a, a lot of people from various genres are are posting about him. Um, yeah, he, he wasn't just tied to just crazy. rock and roll. He was, you know, uh, obviously did the stuff with Michael Jackson. Right. And, uh, was known in the pop world and, and was just known, I think, overall. Um, I think that I heard this again on Eddie Trunk today. Uh, it was. You know, you don't hear very many people say they're not fans of Eddie Van Halen. Right. Everyone's a fan of Eddie Van Halen. He is just, uh, you know, a unique, uh, extremely unique guitar player that there's never been one since. And, and he inspired a lot of guitar players, you know, especially that came up through the 80s um, that wanted to be either a version of him or a different version of him. And I think he was the uh, reason why a lot of the you know, famous guitar players or guitar gods or whatever you want to call them even existed was because of, of him. I mean, I know you can say Jimmy Page or uh, maybe Tony Iommi or something like that. All, all of them were great, and uh, they were bluesy players, right. and that's, that's more, you know, my favorite kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, if you think about that time when Van Halen came out, you know, they were, he was just a completely different thing. You know, right. Like I said, you had Jimmy Page, you had Ace Frehley, you had uh, Tony Iommi, uh, Richie Blackmore, stuff like that. But then you you hear the stuff that you hear on that first Van Halen album and it's like, whoa, what the hell is this? You know, this is completely different. And, uh, you know, without, you know, I never got to see them live. I did have an opportunity in 2015 and I'm kicking myself for not going. (laughs) But uh, but man, I would have loved to have seen them. but yeah, it's just a, it's a very you know I know everybody's got to die eventually, but it's right. just that guy had 
in my opinion, should have had at least another 10 or 15 Easily, years in them right. and, and playing maybe five or 10 of them, you know? You know so it's, it's definitely a bummer to lose someone uh, as, as great of a, a guitar player and uh, seemed like a pretty great human being. Seemed that way. It does seem that way. Now, he, you said that he uh, died from cancer. Does yeah. anyone know what type of cancer that was? I, I know it was throat cancer. Oh. Uh, I know he had it for quite a while. I mean, he was and a I heavy smoker the... for some time. I know that. Yeah. I don't know if that contributed they... to it or not. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it did. I'm sure, yeah. I think uh, I think one of the things that I had heard that helped, like, caused the cancer was he used to, like, uh, put a, a metal guitar pick in his mouth. Oh, really? And I guess from having that in his mouth so much that it ended up causing wow. throat cancer, yeah. That's crazy. I would have never thought. I mean, who would have? I guess you, you wouldn't right. have thought, right? I mean, that's the way this stuff works. It's. I think that's the thing, though. I mean, I, when, when I heard yesterday, so I actually went out to lunch, and I'm sitting on my lunch break, and I sort of bring up Google and that's how I found out. And mm. I went back in and I'm telling people, and I, I think like when I heard, I'm like, you know, I, I kind of think I had heard he might have cancer, but I obviously didn't know it was bad. And it, cause this took, I think this took everybody by surprise. I don't think anybody knew yeah. this was coming. It wasn't like, I mean, no. it definitely wasn't like, uh, the black Panther guy, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Chad, yeah. It definitely wasn't that. Yeah, he didn't tell a he lot of He didn't tell people. anybody. Yeah. I mean, I know that the, sure well, was like, out there. You know, Wolf got on Twitter pretty quick and he, you know, Wolfgang, and he, and he said it. I mean, I'm sure they knew something was coming. You know, I'm sure the people close to him had some oh, idea. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think people outside really knew. And if they did, no one let on. So I think that makes it harder yeah. too when, when you don't, when you think about the people that we've lost, you know, like Michael Jackson dying suddenly and Prince dying suddenly. It really, it just, that, that shakes you a lot more too. Like, whoa, I didn't, what? It, at first there's this almost this disbelief. Like you have to go triple check it online. Like, no, right. come on. They've said people died before and it's not true. And, right. It would have been different if like he went into the hospital, you know, Saturday right. or something. And we all knew that he was, you know, not doing well. It would be like, oh man, it sucks to hear that he passed. But for it to be a shock like that, just coming out of nowhere, like Van Halen in general doesn't really post a lot of information no, about no. what's going on with no, the band. Not at all. So um, for them, for the first news to come out in forever is that it's like, man, damn, you know. I think one of the things you hit on a few minutes ago too, when you were talking about <clears throat> just Eddie's style, one of the things I think that made him so different, made Van Halen so different, was you when you think that their first album came out like in the 70s but then you you know you compare van halen to 1984 to 51 like mm. they almost while he started integrating synthesizer because he was like hey you got to you got to keep up right you got to change you, yeah. you got to evolve i can go listen to panama <laughs> right now which i did yesterday i was listening <laughs> to van halen yeah, all day. I've been blasting that all day. I listen to Panama, yep. you know, which is off Van Halen. Then I go listen to Jump, and while there are differences, Panama's timeless. Like it doesn't. I can listen to it in the seventies. I can listen to it in the two thousands. It's timeless. Like it's just yeah. good music, no matter when I listen to it. I think most people agree. There are certain bands, you know, that you can listen to whenever, and it doesn't really. It, it can hold up in any time period. And yeah. it's fun to go back and listen to stuff from the 50s and know that I'm listening to something from the 50s. But there's also something really cool about a band that, like, I can listen to that song today and it sounds as relevant as it did 30 years ago. It doesn't it doesn't change. It's the same. 
And mm-hmm. I, I think they were very unique in that. I mean, they were, uh, you know, Eddie and, and, and Alex were both, they're geniuses. I mean, musically, they're geniuses. They were, you know, their dad was a musician. They were classically trained. They, it's it's pretty unique, I think, what they did. And 65, it's, it's like, pretty he, young. He, uh, he created his own sound, like literally. He, he yes. created a, his own guitars. He created his own amps. Uh, he had his own recording studios. Yep. You know, it, it's just like that dude was a genius. <laughs> it's easy for for fans to, talk, and I know you're a fan, but to get a perspective of someone who, you know, your whole life has been inspired by music. Mm-hmm. What you do, a big chunk of your life is music, and so to get that perspective from someone who was probably influenced a little more than even we were, I mean, you, you consider the fact that you're over ten years younger than us. And probably know more about this band than we do because of your lifestyle. <clears throat> I think that was really important. And we just started talking about it. We're like, we're going to do this tribute show. And we're a bunch of goofballs. And we talk and say stupid stuff. And we laugh. And we talk about the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. But, the, you know, sometimes you got you want to hit on something a little more important. And, and we really just wanted to get someone's thoughts and opinions that weren't as goofy as ours. <laughs> <laughs> and more relevant. Yeah, mine, mine are probably pretty goofy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, man. You were you were always like I said you were always fun to watch. We we loved coming out to eight count stuff, you know. And now you're doing yeah. the, the arena rock show stuff, and we're excited. You know, we're dying to get out and see it. And all this stupid stuff happened. And we did watch part of uh, when you guys did the live thing on Facebook, which I thought was really cool. And you guys did that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I know you guys are starting to do some shows again, right? So you're you just did yeah, one, we, correct? Yeah, we uh, we actually had like. Uh, like three or four that just kind of happened um uh within between august and uh and now and then we got one more coming up in october october 17th at uh, riverfront live and uh yeah we've been very fortunate because i know there's a lot of bands out there that aren't able to do anything yeah and uh for us to you know it almost felt like normal again for a month (laughs) sort of sort of normal uh, but, uh, you know, it, uh, I definitely feel very blessed to be able to have the opportunity to, to, to do it in this time. Cause like I said, I don't, there are a lot of bands that are not able to. And I keep, I mean, Stu and I both keep up with you on Facebook and I was appreciating all the things you, you guys were releasing. Just, you just sit down and record and like put it out on Facebook for people to get to watch and stuff. And I thought that was great. You know, and it's real interesting to listen to the podcast too. Yeah, so we wanted, oh, have you been checking that out? Oh yeah, we wanted oh, yeah. to give you a second oh, cool. to kind of not that we have like we got a few listeners. We're doing all right, so we wanted to give you a second to to kind of shout out your podcast too, let people know where they could come listen to you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just called That Arena Rock Show, the podcast. It's on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, uh, or Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, Spotify and. Uh, Probably some other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but, we're the same uh, way. Yeah, me, me and a, a friend of mine, his name's Sebastian, he does a, a podcast called Rockin' with Seabass. And uh, he basically does like the history on bands. And uh, I started listening to it, and he was doing one on Wasp. And I was like, oh, this, dude's oh, my, yeah. this guy's my guy right here. He, he knows this kind of stuff. I think it'd be a lot of fun to sit down and, and do some you know talks with him. And uh, yeah, we've just been kind of doing it, having fun, and... Uh, I actually need to update uh, episode three and four on on the uh, Apple mute, uh, Apple podcast site, but uh, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun uh, doing that, and uh, we actually did the most recent ones over Facebook Live and uh, brought on guests and stuff like that, like just uh, just some of our fans, some of our friends, That's some cool. uh, 
I had Rich from uh, Mr. Speed. It's a Kiss tribute. Uh, he came on, and, and it was it's just a lot of fun. I, I Like I said, I just enjoy talking music. It's literally the only thing I can really talk about. <laughs> if you ask me about anything else, it's just, uh, you know, I'm bored. <laughs> that's, but, that's, um, that's why we do a show on the 70s and 80s and 90s. It's the only thing we know anything about, so we yeah, just talk right. about it all the time. It's, it's you know, you talk about what you love, and it it's always fun. I mean, you have a good exactly. time, and people want to listen because it's like, okay, these guys – they're having fun. They know what they're talking about. We don't actually ever know what we're talking about, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, we're we're kind of known for being. Uh, we were once described as a morning zoo that, like, you guys are nothing but a morning zoo that keep, gets off track all the time. We're like, yeah, and that's why people like us. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, again, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes. I don't I don't want to keep you, um, but really thank you people please go check especially go check it out now a lot of our listeners uh, talking that kind of music is going to be right up their alley so go check out the podcast if if you guys i don't know when you guys are going to be touring touring like if you're getting out of the cincinnati area recently or if that's coming down the road uh well we, we went to like nashport ohio which is kind of like a columbus that was our last one and uh we did like uh some place in illinois and uh I think the other one was, yeah, Cincinnati. So, um, yeah, we haven't been able to do as much right. traveling, especially as last year. And but uh, Yeah, I know last year you, know, you guys did a little, so. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun last year. And, uh, you know, everything that we've done this year has been a lot of fun and, and successful. Um, it's just uh, unfortunate the times that we're right. going through and, you know, you can't make it full capacity and stuff right. like that. But. Well, I highly recommend everybody checking them out if they get the chance. They're fun as hell to watch. You can uh, check them out on Facebook. Uh, you guys have a website too, right? It's just yeah, thatarinarockshow.com. That so you can go over there and find out where they're going to be, when they're going to be there. Uh, if you get a chance, go go. Uh, if you get on, it's funny. If you get on Facebook the day after one of your guys' concerts, you just see people talking about it. Like, I'll have to tell you a whole story sometime on not on the air. Uh, about what okay. happened to me after one of your recent concerts, <laughs> but let's just say I oh met my, a, I, awesome. I met a girl because of you. It, did, it didn't work out, but uh, <laughs> because of you directly. By Dar- the way, darn it, Nick! Oh. <laughs> oh no! No, no, it's okay. It's just she after the concert had posted a picture of her standing next to you, and I was like, "Hey, that's Nick. I know him." And I sent her a message saying, "That's Nick. I know that guy. Yeah." He, He's cooled in. We started talking, and anyway, it just it just ended up being a thing. <laughs> she was just like, "You're not no Nick." But that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, you get on afterwards. Everybody has so much fun at your guys' shows. It brings back, you guys bring back that fun nostalgic feeling, but you kind of make it up to date, but kind of not up to date. Uh, it's just a blast. Just so. like their shirts, they're amazing. Yes, by the way, I really dig the '88 uh, sh- shirt. Yes. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, our intro video i don't know if you've ever seen us like at bogarts or not but we usually get to run like an intro video and uh it's basically uh you know the viewer gets in the time machine driving around listening to those tunes and then you you know hit 88 miles an hour awesome. and boom you're at our concert that's great and uh, uh. so i was like that would be so cool to you know incorporate that on a t-shirt so i hit hit my t-shirt guy up about it and uh he shot me that back. I was like, oh, I love it. That's great. All right. Size extra large. Just saying. Yeah. Large here. I'm not, you know. I need to get, I need to get myself one. I still got one. <laughs> well, man, again, we really appreciate it. Everybody go check them out. Um, follow them on Facebook. Check out their website. Uh, go see them. If you, if you get the chance, go see them. 
Uh, Nick, it's been great getting a few minutes to talk to you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, good luck. You do you have a practice tonight? You got practice going on tonight, or? Yeah, we're rehearsing yeah. <laughs> for the uh, Halloween show we've got coming up. So we're learning a couple new songs that. Uh, uh, Some new old songs play, or so. new new songs. Well, new old songs. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> well, we'll let you get to practice uh, again. Thanks, man. We appreciate it, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate we'll, it. We'll have to have you on just an like an actual episode. We'll have to do an episode with you, a full episode. It'll be fun. Yeah, uh, maybe the it. day we do a kiss one, we'll bring you. Yeah, in. that'll you that, that's a definite. He's our kiss expert. We'll have to call him in on. It. <laughs> All right, Absolutely. man. I'd love to. Anytime. Well, you, you take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. You too, guys. All See right. you. Later. Bye. So yeah, Nick mentions it in there and we talk about it like guitar players, good ones, truly great guitar players, you know them from a mile away. You don't have to see them. You know when they're playing. Eddie Van Halen is Eddie Van Halen. You yep. know Eddie Van Halen when you mm-hmm. hear him. So I myself am a huge fan. I know Stewie D is a huge fan. Um, I know that Spank Dog is a huge fan and I know Trouble is a huge fan, but Kevin... Kevin's Not, a Van Halen virgin. He's he's uh, I yeah. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm completely new. I mean, I knew about like you know him playing. Um, uh, let's see, uh, see for uh, beat it. Uh, yes, guitar riff. Yes, and that. Yeah. So, so he's done a lot for a lot of people. That's. Would mm-hmm. you believe I never knew that? Really? Yeah. <laughs> and never he's knew credited that. Wow. on. I never knew that on yep. the Thriller album. Yeah, that song. Uh, amazingly enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the year of 1984, the album 1984 came in number two, which was only beat by Thriller. Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned. Eddie's like, fuck. <laughs> I, I screwed myself. Beat my own by my own music. But I think it's cool, though, that they had such a camaraderie. I mean, he's known as being a musician. I mean, he went around and helped all kinds of people. He's, he's kind of known. And Stu was talking about that with Nick. He's also known for being a guy. And known. I mean, this is... He's famous for being a guy who's always smiling. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why they they branded Van Halen's style. They called it teeth metal teeth because metal. they were always smiling on stage and had the big, flashy, toothy smile. And they were fun as hell. Yeah, um, that's yeah. A, that's another huge thing. They they just they're doing rock, but even they're I don't know that they have a sad song. They have songs that deal with. Sort of sad or stuff, but they're just they're they're never not fun. Like Janie's crying. Oh, I mean that song's fun. You're like <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Some dude just dumped her and screwed her over, but hey, we're all having a good time, right? So That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> they had fun. They truly had fun. I think when they were on stage, they were having a ball, no matter what was going on behind. It was a the party scenes. every night. Yeah. Um, and cemented a style of music all their own. So a lot of people are like, what style is Van Halen? They're arena rock, man. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're known. They sound fantastic on album. Uh, Van Halen, their very first album. So they left. They purposely left in like um, mistakes because they wanted to sound more li- a little more live. Mm-hmm. But it still sounds great. And they're known for being a live band. They're known for putting on a hell of a show. So Kev, 
Is it? I mean, I know you're not saying like you don't like Van Halen. You just don't. You no, know, no, no, no. You didn't listen yeah, to him a lot. I don't know a whole lot. I mean, I you know Jenny's crying. I mean, I've yeah, you know, that's not to, a song. Like some of the main. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's, what? It's not Jenny's crying. But I think you should oh. write that later. <laughs> Jenny's, Jenny's crying. Jenny. <laughs> well, let's let's test Weird you. We should so do a song a parody on that. So let's let's test let's test them. Let's see what, and we'll just we'll stick to the hits. So, running with the devil. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, eruption, of course, the big one. The you know the guitar solo eruption. Jump. Uh, what? Is it like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure what the I, fuck? No, I'm that's sure about that's I'm the best. That's the one that. Uh, oh God, it's, I mean, it's a guitar solo. It's like. I mean. And on the album, it goes right into. Yep. Yeah, I remember that one. You know, you, you really got me. You know that song, like, girl, you really got me now, right? Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, dancing in the streets. Do you mean dance the night away? No, <laughs> dancing in the street. Dancing and oh, they, they, like did cop, they did a cop. Oh, I thought it was like you're. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so you don't know what jump is? He didn't. He, I don't think oh, he heard yeah, you jump, say jump. Yeah. Oh. I know jump. You know dance the night yeah. away. Dance the night away. Dance, dance, I dance don't think night. so. I bet you do. You just don't know my version of it. Do. <laughs> yeah. Just get on Spotify and type in Van Halen. It'll pull up their catalog. So, so you seem to know all of the... Hot uh, for Teacher? Hot for Teacher? Van Halen. You know Hot for Teacher? Well, I know some Sammy... Yeah, I know Hot for Teacher. I got it, baby. I know Just a Gigolo. You, you know Panama? Well, that's, Sammy, or that's uh, David yeah. Lee Roth. Uh, David Lee, yeah. You know Panama? Panama. Panama. I don't think so. Really? That was like yeah. the first song I heard by When them. I was a kid, I always thought they were singing about Animal from the Muppets. Animal. Animal. <laughs> oh. I did. I was a kid. You know, I didn't know. And you're like, what's Panama? When then somebody's like, Panama. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, I didn't know. Um, I bet you know. Well, we're, let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll throw some more at him. So he knows Hot for Teacher. Mm. Uh, obviously, he knows Jump. He probably knows. Uh, do you know? Hey, talk about love. And how it's rotten to the core. No, no, no clue. No. How about uh, <laughs> running with the devil? We already said running with oh, the devil. Okay, I know running to. You know what? I know running. He's got his own Van Halen songs. Jenny's crying. Um, you probably know right now. Yeah, yeah, you probably. This a. Pretty good Pepsi commercial. Right now, yeah, that was the start there's no tomorrow. Right now, hey, it's no. hey. everything. You know? Do you know Humans Being from Twister? No. I bet you do. I bet if you heard it, you go. You just didn't know that's what it was called because it's kind of. Right, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, <laughs> what are what are, what are some <laughs> other? Alien song. It's Love what? Walks In. The alien, like when. Uh, Sammy Hagar singing about an alien. It's about mm-hmm. it's love walks in. Love walks in. That's the song. And, and I think best of both worlds was it's about the best was about aliens. Both and, worlds. Uh, what about pound cake? Pound cake. Um, uh, mm. I mean, that sounds delicious right now. But no, why I can't this? Song. Why it does sound good? <laughs> I was sitting here going, uh, "Why can't this be love?" 
you probably know that. It's got what it takes, so tell me why can this be love straight from the heart? You probably know Dreams. I probably heard it, yeah, but what's that? Dreams, it's a... Go higher and higher. That's what mm. dreams are made of. He can't go any higher unless you squeeze the balls a little. <laughs> you probably know <laughs> a lot of their songs and just didn't know you did. That's, this has happened to me in the past where there's been... So... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! When so I everybody knows I'm a, I'm a huge Queen fan, right? But that actually didn't happen till probably right around 1989, 1990. I grew up my whole life, and I'm somebody said something about Queen. I'm like, uh, who's that? And they're like, you know Queen. I'm like, I do. And they're like, yeah, you know Bicycle Race. Yeah, I know that song. Another one, Bicycle Race. Yeah, well, I know that song. And the, before I knew it, a Killer Queen, a Fat Bottom Girl. I'm like, oh, so I like know everything they do. <laughs> like, and then it just hit me like I love everything they do this band is great and I started listening to more and more and more And uh, Van Halen's just been so they've been around as long as we have Stu and so they've always been there like my whole life they've been there you know you got guys like Michael Jackson I didn't listen to the Jackson 5 I mean do I, did I know a, B, T, E. Sure, I knew it, but I wasn't listening to it. I didn't watch the cartoon. I didn't watch their TV show. I didn't watch any of that. So Michael came in my childhood, and that took me by storm. And then I kind of went back. He came all over it. You shut your dirty <laughs> asshole mouth. Wow. Yes, I can make something sad even grosser. What? That made no. I can make something sad even grosser. I I didn't make sense. I'm I'm drunk. (laughs) I'm drunk. He's not been drinking, but I like that. I like that he's just like I'm drunk. Tell him I am. They'll believe it. He's bread. He's bread drunk. (laughs) There's there was his bread fermented. He didn't know it. He ate it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, you get people like. There are bands that have just literally been there our whole, our whole lives. Van Halen for me, not for you, Spanky, so much. You were born a couple years before they hit it big, but you wouldn't have known that. Right. Uh, I'm still a child. Aerosmith, been there my whole life. Yeah. Floyd, Zeppelin, these guys have been there my whole life, although I guess Zeppelin's not really there anymore, per se. Uh. They, they don't really do anything anymore, no, but... they won't. <laughs> they ain't going <laughs> to... But uh, well, maybe with Puff, I don't know. <laughs> with with Puff, because yeah, because he because they did one song with him, I guess, which was just their. <laughs> they're they're going to keep that train rolling. Just their cashmere yeah. music and him rapping over it. Yeah, God, Same, that was horrible. He Sample. rhymed. He rhymed words. They didn't make any sense together, but he words good. He rhymed them. <laughs> I stubbed my toe. I gotta go. I like some snow. Come with me. <laughs> it's like, that's all he God. does. I mean, if you listen to it, he's just rhyming <laughs> words. Like, yeah. I liked Puffy, but not. It was horrible. I guess not known for being a free flow kind of guy. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, he's no B.I.G. He's no, uh, yeah. no, he would no, he wasn't. He, he's no, uh, hey, I hate to say it, but he's no Eminem. Apparently that dude can free flow mm. from everything I yes, hear. Yes, he can. He's great at it. That so. dude, yeah. He's pretty damn good. So what do you what do you think, man? You gonna go? You gonna check out a little more Van Halen now? Then you gonna check them out? Give them a, give them a shot. Go back and listen to some Van Halen. You should. 
Yes, you should. Well, check them out, you know. I, I really think you would appreciate what, what they did, you know. Well, like I said earlier, go on Spotify, type in Van Halen, and it'll yeah. pull up a lot from their catalog. It'll change your life. And here's here's the great thing about them. It's hard to tell you not to listen to the, just their hits. Because... because a lot of what they have were somewhat of a hit. Like, you know them. They're famous. Even the ones you don't know, you will still listen to it because it's Van Halen. Yeah. I would also say that their albums in general are worth listening to. So, a lot like Queen, Queen's albums um, flow. So, like, what I mean by especially like Night at the Opera, a song flows to a song, mm-hmm. flows to a song. They kind of make sense in their order. Van Halen's like that a lot, too. Their songs kind of make sense in the order that they're in. If you go back um, and listen to Eruption, listen to their first album, and watch Eruption go right into um, You Really Got Me. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, okay. I always thought they were one piece, but they're not, because they kind of flow so seamlessly. Jumps off 1984. Right. And there's a piece like that in front of Jump, too. Yes. Yeah, there is. What's really cool... Not like that, though. What's really cool about 1984 is I was telling you guys. So uh, Eddie says, you know, we gotta, we gotta experiment, and a lot mm-hmm. of people really got kind of like, Ugh, 1984 starts throwing in synthesizers. But that's precisely why I like it so much. You, would you believe that uh, that was their only number one hit? That's Jump? exactly why I like it too. Do you like the synthesizers? Like the, the yes. experimentation? <laughs> it still sounds. When I like, got older, that's what I like the most about it. I used to love. Van Halen with uh, Diamond Dave when I was growing up, but once I got older, I loved synthesizers, and then I started to love Van Hagar. Well, I mean, you still had, you still had uh, 1984 and 5150. Those still had Hag or uh, Roth, mm-hmm. so he was right, there right. at the beginning of it. But yeah, definitely into the 90s. So Hagar's more of the, uh, I would say the 90s Van Halen. I mean, he yeah. came in the late 80s. And, it, and he went. He went for what? Almost about ten years with him, I think, from yeah, about I, around eighty six, eighty seven to like ninety six. Um, yeah. But the cool thing about them is when they start integrating synthesizers, and then even in the nineties when they changed their sound a little bit, it's still at the core was Van Halen. What yeah. I've heard is with Gary Sharon, that's not really the case. That it, they, it, it sounds like. Eddie was trying something new, maybe altogether, and it just didn't have the same sound. Plus, you got a new vocalist at it that maybe doesn't sound as good. So yeah. I, I don't know. His vocal styles are way, way different than yeah, it's Sammy and Dave's. Work. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I, I'd like to hear it just to see what I think of it as its own thing. Maybe not a Van Halen thing. Like, just because I kind of want to check. I've ne- I, I couldn't name a single song off Van Halen three. Not one. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know anything any of the they songs did. off of it. So, uh, honestly, I it was another one of those things where I was reading it. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that shit even happened. It's kind of like <laughs> a lot of people forget that for a minute, Motley Crue has an album that isn't Vince Neil. Yeah. And it's actually a pretty good album. But is you it just, Motley Crue? I mean, you like the album. The sound is Do you not, like it as its own thing, or do you like it as a Motley as Crue its album? Own, uh, right. Yes. And I'm wondering if this is like that. Like, if well, I like it if I'm not saying uh, it's possible. this is Van Halen. Like, well, I say, if I can break it in my head and say this is somebody else. But, you know, you're going to have Eddie riffs back there. Yeah. you got to have to. And in the back of your mind, you're, you're still hearing <laughs> I'll just, Hagar and I'll just and pretend 
Eddie went and did a project with somebody else to be nice. A side project. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that'll work. <laughs> uh, we know Eddie has, um, he was married to Valerie Bertinelli, we talked about, and he has, he has a new wife or had a new wife now. Um, yeah, he took it one day at a time. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Can you hit, can you hit the end, end call button? I, yeah, end call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I purposely didn't put it on any of the uh, usual, like, you know, I hate my friend stuff, but I'm kind of regretting that now. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say it. I hate my friends. <laughs> I don't really like my friends. Um, I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes there. Is that not work? <laughs> Dirty assholes. So, uh, Spank Dog, I saw you put on Facebook today that ACDC's got some new stuff coming yes, out. Yes, they do. Uh, the new album will be out November 13th. It's called Power Up. Is there oh, an actual album? sounds like an ACDC album, doesn't it? And the new track, Shot in the Dark, debuted this morning. That's the wrong band. That's... Uh, Ozzy. Yeah, that's Ozzy. <laughs> it's an Ozzy title, no, that, but... That's a Bark at the Moon. <laughs> no, he did, a, he did a song, Shot in the Dark, as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Shot in right. the Dark. But it sounds nothing like I'm that. I'm sure it doesn't. <laughs> Hold on, I want to hear Stewie sing the rest of Shot in the Dark. Yeah, go for it. Oh, uh, do we have a new impression? <laughs> Dude, you know those words are a shot in the dark, and you still went... <laughs> Oh, my bad. This is Stewie singing it. Ready? <laughs> but essentially, it could be Ozzy. You know, he's just... <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, it's Brian Angus, uh, Cliff, Phil Rudd, and um, they're using some tracks from Malcolm, but they also really? have a another guitar player standing in. I can't remember his name, though. But it, the new song actually sounds pretty good. I'll have to I like check it. it out. I saw that you posted that today and thought, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to try to... I saw it at work. So yeah, 96 Rock played I, it at like 11.30. I was dying morning. to go hit it. I should have just hit it right in the middle of work. <laughs> like, it and crank it Everybody up. would have just stared at me and be like, shut up, it's ACDC. Nobody would care. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool, too. I'll have to check that out, too. You know, and it makes you wonder... Uh, David Lee Roth had said he, you know, Van Halen's done. I think I, I think they're done. But he, Dweezil Zappa and and even Sammy Hagar both made comments that no, nah, man, these guys are going to be making music until that Van Halen's not done until one of them are done. And so now it's kind of like, well, I guess they're done, and that sucks. And I don't think it's like that, Prince. That I don't. <laughs> although you don't know, Eddie had Fifty One Fifty Studios. Maybe there's some stuff. There, sitting there's back always that. Like there's like a vault. You're right. <laughs> there's that little glimmer of hope that something will come out of this. There's also that fear. Knowing Eddie, if there's something out there, it's pretty good. But there's always that fear too that that they're gonna put it out just to put it out. And you know, like the Michael Jackson, uh, Freddie Mercury stuff. So there was a reason that was never released. They they liked each other and they tried working together and Freddie just got like pissed. And he's calling his people going, fucking Michael brought a llama into the studio. What? The? And this is true. <laughs> I, I read that. I read and he's that. like, he's almost impossible to work with. And, and he, he really appreciated him as a musician, but they never finished the stuff they were working on because he just got aggravated. So it gets released and you're like, it's okay. It's not bad, but obviously it's lacking. And 
so you're like, hopefully they don't just put shit out to put shit out. If something is going to be re- right. be released, I hope they wait. Give it about a five year grace period, and then. Or I I would hope like like Wolfgang's like that maybe they had something like going they had a plan like there's some stuff Dad was purposely working on that he wanted to come yeah. out. You yeah, know, it's possible too. Well, I mean, look what Bowie did. He knew he was dying. He cut an entire album for his fans. Yeah. He's like, I, this, and it was pretty damn awesome. It was a great album, if not a little eerie, uh, yeah. to watch the video for Lazarus is, it's like, well, this dude knew he was dying and he's letting us know, yeah. <laughs> but well, he, the thing about that video is like Bowie, like got the news that his cancer was terminal right before the making of that video. That's really effed up. That's right. really effed up. But I do know that he was making that album for his fans because he knew he didn't know how much, you know, he knew he was sick and he didn't know he could when he would die. Or, so I know that album was in, maybe not in, I don't know if it was intended to be his final album, but it was a just in case thing, if that makes sense. Like, I mm-hmm. want to make sure I can. So if you watch the video for Lazarus, it's like, <laughs> wow. Well, that, that's kind of like, yeah. like with Queen when they release Innuendo. In your endo, yes. <laughs> that album, you know, their last album, Freddie knew that that was going to be it. Yeah. Uh, the fans didn't know. No. And in fact, it was while they were recording that album that he kind of told the bandmates, look, this is... And they, they said, like, he was coming in. He couldn't... You know, he'd be sick. And if you mm-hmm. look at the video for, like, These Are the Days of Our Lives and stuff, you can tell he's very pale and yeah. sunken in cheeks, but... They said he would be real sick and he could only do what he could do, but then he'd get out there and he'd he'd do it. He'd give it his all. And yes, he was doing it because he wanted to give the fans something. And he said, you know, I I I'm not going to stop until I am gone. I think, you know, I would imagine that Eddie has some stuff that he's been working on. When you're a musician the way that he was, you've been doing it your whole life. Your mm-hmm. your dad did it. You've been raised on it. You don't stop. You just don't. And he had his own studio for shit's sake. So. So I have to ask. And the studio aptly named 5150. 5150. Yeah. 5150. Where does it come from? Uh, it came from a specific type of amp that he used. Is that what it was from? Me yeah. and Stu were trying to figure out I think was it there. Was, I think there was an amp series. It was, I don't, not sure exactly. I think it might have been PV 5150 or something like that. And he liked the 5150. Yeah. It's moniker. on his guitar yeah. and he named the studio and they have an album and. I, I was curious, like, did they, did he, I know that Hagar released Moss Tequila, mm-hmm. like his own brand of tequila plus the song, which is a great song, by the yeah. way. Did he, was there an, was there an alcohol, 5150 alcohol that came out from him? Did he release a lot? I, I want to say that I thought he did, but maybe not. I don't not. know. I, I'm thinking you're thinking of 151. No, I thought, I thought I, maybe. I, I said he's like, I kind of think that, too, that he released something that was 5150. I thought he did, but I could be mistaken about that. I know a lot of a lot of celebrities and musicians release their own lines of stuff. You know, Rock's got his, his tequila. Snoop's got his own line. Uh, Dan Aykroyd has his own. Uh, vodka, I think. Or yeah, it's, tequila. The, it's in the, yeah, vodka. It's in the, the, the Crystal vodka. Skull. skull. Um, uh, What's-his-face from... Uh, Offspring has his own hot sauce line. I've thought about buying to do a, a thing of the hot sauce. Have you seen it? Uh, yes, I've, I've actually had it. It's delicious. Oh, I, I just want to get it because it's really in the, hot. 
It's Gringo Bandito. Yeah. It's delicious. And it comes in like a little wooden thing. I've thought about buying Stu one just as like a Christmas gift or yeah, something. Not to use it, almost just to keep it. It would be so badass. Yeah. yeah where'd pre- you get it at? It's like Jungle Gems? Jungle Gems. Oh, do yeah. they have it? Yeah, I know you, for a while, well, you could well, order. I think, like Walmart has it even. You could order limited like numbered quantities and I think he would sign some of them for I'm a out while of here. offline. I wanted to, I thought about getting Stu one for Christmas a couple of times, like the autograph thing of it, because we're huge Offspring fans, if you don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, there, we always joke, there are things that bond friends together. And uh, there's a lot of times I want to kick Stu in the nuts, but there are certain things that bond us together. And the Offspring are most definitely one of the things that have bonded Stewie and I together. Uh, we have got to see them live twice now. Um, it was badass both times but the casino was by far yeah. the best because we saw him at a casino and we were right i have a feeling there. that's going to happen again with I, hard rock being there god i hope so it, i ended up becoming the wall of a mosh pit i didn't want to be <laughs> it happened <laughs> the wall of a mosh yeah so we became wall. the wall of the mosh pit. we didn't intend to it just we were so close it happened it wasn't like a throwing punches mosh pit. It no just it wasn't walk, a slam dance it was a mo- here's the cool thing man i'll tell you what I witnessed some cool stuff that night. I've never been one to mosh. I don't do that shit. Uh, I don't. Anybody, if that's what you want to do, I'm totally okay with you doing it. Retired uh, mosher. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see you do it now. <laughs> I might do it. I might do it one more time for the right for the right band. Hopefully, there's padding on the ground. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But here's what's cool. Especially if I go crowd surfing again. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, you've heard stories, but you've never seen a mosh pit. It's not slam dancing. It's a different thing, and. It seems crazy, but it's very respectful and that I would see people go down and everyone would stop and help them up. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to really it, It's the unwritten rule of the pit. Yeah. This little girl got in there that couldn't have been more than five foot tall little thing. And she's just, just going crazy, man. And hits this dude and he, this dude had to be every bit of six foot. And he <laughs> drops and everybody stops and picks him up. And then this lady jumps in had to have been in her probably 70s, close to no 60s? she was probably like 60 okay and we're like holy shit mosh and granny <laughs> it yeah. was great man but uh we had a ball you know mosh and, and granny yeah it was great and she loved it you know and we were right up on we were it, it was actually a a number of different punk bands some of them i knew some of them i didn't but the headliner was the offspring and that was our first we were right up by the stage it was so much fun and then we went and saw him two years ago two years ago now i think so um and that was a blast too yeah it wasn't last summer it was the summer before that and uh that was a blast too man we had we had a great time with that and we saw him with 311 and we've seen 311 a few times and i usually like them they weren't their sound was up too high. That I'm night. not really. 11 big... starting to go a little downwards. I, I was never really. <laughs> <laughs> you start. So you're going to say they're going I'm down, down. down. <laughs> I was never a really big fan of 311. I like them. I like them a lot, actually. But at least Jordan got it. They uh, come on, Kevin. 311. <laughs> down. 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 <laughs> Drink a lot of gin. Dum dum. Know that we have always oh, been man. down, down. If I ever did anything to you, then just let me do it now. Whoa. Not ringing any bells. Amber is the color of your energy. 
Every time I see the, the clock and it says three eleven, that's what I see. He starts singing Amber. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. It just if if one of us goes, "What time is it?" Three eleven. He goes, "Whoa, Amber is the color of your energy." I used to date a girl named oh, Amber. Okay, <laughs> uh, no, 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 I was coming back. Whoa, yeah, they're great. But uh, Offspring kind of always bonded Stewie and I together. So it's one of the say I thought about getting them some of the the. Uh, I wanted to get them the one that you could order there where they'd autograph it. I thought that'd be kind of cool. But it's expensive and it ain't worth all that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we may have to. Ch- I'm not a hot sauce guy, but it'd still be worth getting. So I don't know. So you looked it up. You didn't find anything. No, fifty one fifty. Maybe some interesting wrong. stuff about fifty one fifty. No. So maybe I'm wrong. I just always thought he should have. He should have released yeah. a, a line. But uh, I, like I said, I know H- Hagar has Moss tequila. Um, I don't like tequila, so I haven't tried it. You know, sorry, Rock. I'm not going to try your shit either because I don't like tequila. I don't care how good. You tell me it is. I don't want to smell what the rock is cooking on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Moss Moss Tequila is served tequila. at the Cabo Wabo. The Cabo in, Wabo in uh, Cabo Wabo San Lucas, which I would totally go. Yep, and he does a big birthday bash every year down there. I thought it was great to, today. I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, uh, Roth and Hagar came out together and gave like their thoughts and stuff about. Uh, uh, Eddie, I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. Uh, Sammy, had that was said, cool. Sammy had said that he'd secretly been in contact with Eddie over the last yeah. few months about a project. So, so David Lee Roth had a podcast for a while, a few years back, and if I, I recommend, if it's still out there, it, it, it didn't run for long because I think he ended up. Uh, well, he lived in Japan for a long time. He like trained samurai stuff. He's crazy. He is. Totally conceited, but totally awesome, and well aware of the fact that he's an, he can be an asshole, and he talks about some of this stuff, and he knows he was a dick, but he, he it's so like, I was, who cares, you know? It's like <laughs> we were rock stars, you know? Right. And it's if you guys get a chance and it's still out there, go listen to David Lee Roth's uh, podcast. I think it was like a season, and it's well worth it. And he tells stories about being with Van Halen and on his own and just shit that he's done, and it's crazy and it's fun. Uh, D. Snyder had a great one too. D. Speaks, it was awesome. Loved D. Speaks. He ended up getting a job with the radio station and stopped doing the podcast. But and this is totally not Van Halen related. But me and Stu love the story about D. Snyder uh, s- saying he's like, so somebody come in one day and they start bashing on uh, Celine Dion, and I'm like, don't you dare blaspheme the name of Celine Dion. <laughs> and they look at him, they're like, what? He goes, Celine Dion saved my family, and they're like, what? So Dee Snyder, he's like, you know, I'd, I'd had all my money from Twisted Sister. And Dee's like, I'm not a singer. I'm not. I'm a performer. I just, we didn't have any. I just wanted to put on a show. So I put on a show, and I sang because somebody had to sing, and that's what he's. Right. So he's like, you know, he's awesome dude. Does all this stuff for, like, children's cancer and, all, like, great guy. Does all this charitable stuff. But he says he'd blown all his money. Like, we're me and my family, we're poor, we're hurting. He was in, and so I'm trying to figure out a way to make some cash, and I write this Christmas song, and I go into the studio, and I record this song, and I'm like thinking, you know, you get a good Christmas song, man, you're, you're set. He's like, well, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this song, and he's like, I come into the studio the next day, and the guy, the producer at the studio is like, dude, you're not going to believe this shit. He's like, what? He goes, so Celine Dion was in here last night, and she's talking about wanting to do a Christmas album, and she heard this song playing, and she's like, I love that song. I want to buy it. And he goes, Dee Snyder's like, 
wait, what? And she's like, yeah, she wants to buy the song. And he's like, did you tell her who recorded it? And he goes, no. And he goes, don't. <laughs> he said, so He said, so it says D period Snyder, not D-E-E Snyder. He goes, and she bought the song, and it gave my family a buttload of money, so she probably still doesn't know that it's D Snyder of Twisted <laughs> Sister, and she doesn't know how she changed my life, but we love that woman. <laughs> and I just think it's great, like... He's like, don't you ever blaspheme the well, name of Celine Well, I guess we should Dio. say thank you, Celine so, Thank you, Celine Dio. I don't even know what song yeah. it is, but she bought a D. Snyder Christmas song and doesn't know or did not know that it was D. Snyder from Twisted Sister. <laughs> it's like, I think that's great. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But it's stuff like that, man. He said these stories of these guys, and you know, Van Halen was right there. You know, I never really saw, I'm sure, David Lee Roth did a buttload of cocaine. But I never saw, I'm sure Eddie and Alex did their share of stuff, probably. But I don't know, you know. I don't. Eddie was very fond of the drink, from what I've... <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if I they know were David Lee Roth was uh, not... No, uh, I wonder if they... Same hand yeah, guy. He was, Roth was the hardcore partier of the oh, group. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably if any of them I mean, ever joined the group. We saw from the dirt he was a definitely partier. Yeah. So uh, we were talking to Nick. You heard it in that bit there. But apparently uh, the throat cancer came from holding meta- uh, metal guitar picks in his mouth over the years. If he would keep them I read that article today. I don't know if I fully buy that. I mean, who knows? I mean, it might have contributed. Could have contributed. But... He smoked. You know, yeah. it, a lot of things mm. probably added to it. But it just sucks. You know, it's a it's a crappy way. So, and we we've, we've really been talking about just how much cancer sucks, how much we hate it. Yeah, know? it's uh, it's Cancer Awareness Month this month. Oddly enough, uh, we're doing a thing at work, and they brought around a a card, and they said we want you to write on the card uh, someone you know that's been affected by cancer and i'm like well shit (laughs) so i'm like i write i write multiple i write multiple names and multiple cancers on it because i'm like uh you know uh oscar mullins was my grandpa i was like brian burns was Mm -hmm. one of my close friends uh jeanette diamond was stewie's mom like it's like where do i stop at this point so i always say it's the Growing up, there have always been two things that scared me, and God, I'm putting this out there to it's the... It's the gift that keeps on taking. Putting this out there to the death gods, um, I guess because I grew up with them, heart attack and cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but at least of those two, heart attack usually sticks it in and breaks it off, right? Yeah. So mm. uh, who knew that it'd be my colon that got me? <laughs> <laughs> well, ain't, that, ain't that some shit? So I, uh, Jordan, I got to tell you a little story here. You haven't, uh, you didn't, you weren't privy to it. You weren't, you didn't, couldn't make it here the other day when we recorded. So I'm in the hospital, and uh, the surgeon, Doctor Duggar, comes in. He's a cool guy, Dick Duggar. And uh, no, his name's Tyler Duggar. <laughs> Dick Duggar. Look, this isn't a porn. Um, <laughs> he didn't say Dick. He said Dig. Dig Duggar. It did sound like he said Dick Duggar, <laughs> but he said Dick. Oh, okay. So Dr. Duggar comes in, and he's like, um, he's like, so he's talking to me. He's like, have you been having trouble going to the bathroom? I'm like, no, no, no. I've been regular. He's like, diarrhea? I'm like, I was like, in that it's not coming out solid, but not in that I have to run to the bathroom kind of stuff. No. Not peeing out the butt. And he goes, because, you know, we took this scan of your, your, your colon. He goes, and 
Well, there's a lot. There's, I mean, there's a, bu- you're full of shit, dude. <laughs> and I looked you're at like, him, yes. I, I bust out laughing. I said, and that is not the first time I've heard that, Doc. <laughs> so he's cool. He's a cool guy. I met with him today, like, too. Thank you, doctor. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, yeah, it's, uh, it's not the first time. Doctors have always felt, I don't know what it is. The second they see me, they're like, I can say whatever the hell I want to you, can't I? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> and they do. They are, uh, yeah, a bit interesting camaraderie with doctors. They, they always, they like, ah, oh, you're a smart ass, aren't you? I can smart, uh, smart at off to you. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It made me laugh. So I did. I looked at him and said, not the first time I've, I've heard that. So, um, so yeah, I have my own stuff. I'm full of shit. Apparently that's, uh, giving me hell. Um, for those of you who don't know, cause this episode's actually going to come out before the, Metal Mikey episode, which is ready to go, um, but I'm going to put this one out first, and then that will come out in a couple of days. But uh, I do talk about it on the show. We were gone for almost a month, and it wasn't. Uh, it was because I freaking thought I was going to die, and apparently I had diverticulitis, which then went abscessed and burst on me. And uh, luckily, I went to the doctor and got sort of misdiagnosed, but not really. Kind of. They didn't say diverticulitis. They just knew it was colon. They put me on antibiotics, which was lucky, because a week later, when I still thought I was going to die, I went to the hospital, and they're like, we're admitting you. Um, the only thing that kept you from going septic is that you were on antibiotics, or else yep. you'd be toast right now. And even today, he's like, we're, you're so lucky you came in when you did. He's like, I mean, I think if you would have waited even a few more days, you would be having surgery right now. Spanky's been there with me. Uh, Jordan's had some complications too, guys. It, f- it sucks. fucking sucks. <laughs> this is some no, not so. I'm gonna take that back. This was the worst fucking pain I've ever had it in is. my life. It's yeah. very painful. And the way I put it to what people, the, kids? <laughs> the way I put it to people is, and I don't know what it was like for you guys. Here for me, it was constant pain. Mm-hmm. It was constant oh, yeah. pain in my whole gut. But every, but every once in a while, I felt like there was a little leprechaun with a hot knife inside of me going, get, 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 yeah. and you'd be like, no, oh, God, and you're praying. I mean, by the second night, I'm like, God, I can't promise I'll be good, but I can try. Please just make it stop. And you're, you're praying. So it's like, yeah, and you're right. Yeah. Your whole body hurts because it, my back was, I have a bad back. I've fractured it twice and. Like the surges of pain that would go through my back and top of what was going through my stomach. It was just horrible. Well, so I'm in the hospital for a few days and I get out and, you know, uh, we recorded Friday. By the end of the show, it's not a, it's actually a pretty good episode. By the end of the episode, I was done and everybody yeah, knew it. You were. You guys knew I was mm-hmm. done. Um, oh, yeah. My energy level is just going bye bye and you'll hear it. It sounds fine, but I, you can definitely tell I'm losing it. Um, so I ended up having a <laughs> an allergic reaction to the medications I was on on top of everything else. So uh, I broke out from head to toe completely in a rash. I looked like somebody punched me under both eyes. Like I was a mess. And I went to the doctor for that. You know, we got that all fixed. But this ended up, this ended up being over three weeks that I was going through pain and discomfort mm-hmm. and no energy. And I told Stewie the other night, um, and I, don't, I hope people take this the right way. I said, three weeks, no energy, I'm in pain. I said, and 
I see people going with cancer, people going through chemo and people dealing with this for months or even years. I don't know how they do it. Cause at three weeks I was like, I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I can't take much more of this. I don't know where they find the will to, to do this stuff. So having somebody, you know, an icon pass away of cancer and this being cancer awareness month and having cancer being such a, 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 a touching thing in all, in our lives, mm-hmm. Back when we did the Obscure 80s, we did a, a cancer benefit show. Yep. The big hair bash against oh, cancer. Yeah. Uh, we raised a little bit of money. Um, I wish it would have been bigger. Maybe it's something down the road. We've Kevin and I have talked about um, we have some friends now with a place, and maybe when things clear up, maybe we'll do another benefit. Only we'll do, do this one. We'll, we'll do this one at a, a, a bigger venue with, with some really cool shit involved. But it's always been a very near and dear thing to, to a bunch of us here because of the people we've known and... So take this time, you know, think about it. If you if you can donate five bucks, donate five bucks. Hey, there's an app. Uh, we use it. It's called uh, Charity Miles. It's free. Put it on your oh, phone. That's awesome. Yeah, my phone cheats. His, Stewie's phone gives him extra miles when he walks. It's badass. We don't know why. We don't know how. Uh, so Charity Miles is free. Oh, and it's still doing it, too, even though I switch phones. You sign. That's great. <laughs> we're not going to complain it's free you sign up you pick whatever charity there's tons of them uh i'm i'm on stand up to cancer um that's i've done others autism speaks i've picked uh i've i've done a few others here and there but that's my primary one and when you walk or use a treadmill or run i think even biking's on there now you turn the app on and for every mile you go they donate money to your charity and that's it that's all you got to do and Stu's for some reason if he walks three miles it tells him he walked 5.6 Six. you know it's right. like we don't know why it does it but hey who cares what's the name of the app again charity miles okay yeah it's great yeah, it's a really good one it is it's one it's fantastic because it's free and they donate money and you can pick your charity so and there's a bunch of them on there wounded warriors uh if you're into uh, like, als yeah als if you're into like uh animal stuff there's a bunch of animal ones on there there's different i think cancer ones on there so it's great. So I recommend it. If you can donate five or six bucks here or there, do that too. I actually do uh, uh, Dio uh, has has a charity, cancer charity. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, and uh, I actually, through my work, I donate $3 a paycheck to. Is that it? Uh, Stu, can you see yes. it? Yeah. I donate uh, $3 a paycheck to that one. So it's, it's a little bit here and there. Find a good one if you can. You know, donate a couple bucks. It makes a difference, and you see what happens. We lose people. We don't want to. Right. You know. Especially in 2020. We lose great musicians, like Stuart's mom. Hindsight is always 2020. Stewie's mom was a wonderful musician. Not of music. Uh, I shouldn't say musician. She was a composer. She was a composer of insults to Stuart. <laughs> in, a way that, in a way that no one else... It's quite captured. Nobody can insult you like your mother. <laughs> that shit burns, dude. Yeah, but you loved it. She was great, man. That shit burns. No, Nobody loved Stewie like his mom. And nobody put up with Stewie like his mom. Mm-hmm. And nobody wanted to backhand Stewie more than his mom. <laughs> I don't know. There's been a few times whoa, I'm sure whoa. we've wanted to backhand We have, him. but not quite like her. Oh, no, she, True, she, but not like, not like a mother's backhand. Yeah, she wanted to send me through the wall. Mom's backhand always puts you in the middle of next year. And no one, no one. I would take that right now because I want oh, out of 2020. No one 
caught as many blankets on fire without burning down the house as Stewie's mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the bed for her. Dude, I remember coming into your house. Yeah, we, you did. We used to, He's like, she's going to burn herself to death. We'd come in, and you'd, there'd be a blanket sitting on the couch with all these burns on it. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> she just <laughs> falls asleep with a cigarette. I thought that was going to be where she died. Yep. Oh my god! Yeah, it's crazy shit, man. She was awesome. You guys would have loved her, man. She was she was hilarious, and she was a huge Bears fan, huge Jordan fan. The uh, Bears, the Bears. Yeah, she and, and she doubles. was that, she was that type too. She was a the Bears kind of person. Uh, she was great, man. She was cool. But yeah, so if you can donate, like I said, you know, we got people still. You know, I don't know if they'll ever cure it. Hope they will. Before I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if they uh, spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on. Never mind. This dude, dude was about to take a Trump shot. <laughs> he, he was wanting to take a shot at Trump. They, I, I read an article today that uh, if the average person were to get the care he got, it would be over $100,000, which is why most of us would never yeah. be able to get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that is scary. Yeah, you know. Um, go vote, everybody. Yeah, do go vote. Uh, <laughs> in Ohio, early voting started already. A lot of people have already done it. So go vote, man. You got a voice. Yeah. I me. voted yesterday. Make it be heard. I'm not right. telling you who to vote for. Just go vote. It's your fucking right. Do it, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like uh, just some closing thoughts here. Anybody, you know, Eddie Van Halen, Van Halen in general, things that you know. Like I said, they've been there for my whole childhood. I have very vivid memories of watching the the music video of Jump. You know, mm-hmm. when I when I was a kid, you got to figure I wasn't even ten years old, and I'm watching Jump, and I'm like, Yeah, Jump! Well, you know the story behind. And he jumped. He just jumped like fifteen feet. You know the story behind that song, right? <laughs> uh, apparently not. Behind Jump, yeah. I know. I know the. I know the the story behind the. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, David Lee Roth was sitting at home, I tell the and joke now. They. Um, he was watching a watching the news, and there was a guy that was about to jump off a building and jump. kill himself. And that's sitting there, might as well jump. Fuck it, go ahead. And they jump. wrote the song. Hey, you. Who said that, baby? How you been? <laughs> <laughs> you say you don't know, oh, you can know until you begin. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> So my uh, my cousin was in the uh, oh what shit the not like paratroopers in the army what uh, I can't even think what's called now but like the air division they would jump jump Airmen. out of planes and he's he's talking he says they were talking about the first time he had to jump out of a plane and he this is a true story this what I'm telling is what mm-hmm. he actually told us. He's like so we're like he's like yeah man I get up this first time I have to jump out I get up to the door and I'm, I freeze. It's like I'm scared shitless. I can jump. He's like, my drill sergeant comes up behind me. He's like, jump. He's like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. It's like, jump, boy, damn it, jump. And he's like, I can't. And he said, boy, if you don't jump, I'm gonna stick my dick right up your ass. <laughs> and we we sit there for a minute, and somebody looked at him and said. So did you jump? He goes, a little at first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) A little at first. (laughs) Damn, that fucker can drive. (laughs) That's that... 
that uh, is a joke, but that is how he told it to yeah. us. We were like, we thought he was being serious. We're like, oh god. <laughs> oh, so yeah, jump was this huge thing in my childhood. Like I, re- I remember sitting there watching that music video and like just being blown away by the sound. Their their sound was so powerful. Like yeah, and that's the thing about Van Halen. They are so powerful sounding. It's just like. I can actually still remember the the video for Hot for Teacher when he's walking oh, down God, the, yeah. the library oh, uh, yeah. table, just playing the guitar down the table. You want to know the brilliance behind the song Hot for Teacher? There are lyrics. There's like one verse and then chorus, but most of it's him going, I don't feel tardy. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my pencil. I brought my pencil. <laughs> Give me something to write on, man. <laughs> so good, man. He's like, oh my god! <laughs> like that's the whole song is just him. And you wonder, like, if he was just if they were just riffing, like he was just saying. But the best line in that whole song, the best line in that whole song is, I think the clock's slow. I don't feel tardy. That's <laughs> so good, man. You know what? I didn't realize that it said it. I thought it said, I don't feel it turning. No, he said, I don't feel oh, tardy. God. I feel stupid now. <laughs> I brought my pencil. <laughs> so good, man. Hey, man, I wonder what the teacher's going to look like this year. Fuck, Whoa. man. <laughs> I think of all the education I have missed, but then my homework was never quite like this. It's such a... Such a pervy song, and it's so good, man. It's so it, good. That song was even used in the movie Varsity Blues in the strip club scene. Yes, because it was their because teacher. Their teacher. <laughs> I give her a 10. A 10. ten. A fucking 10. <laughs> um, one of my favorite uh, Van Halen songs is also featured in a movie. It's featured in a little movie called Better Off Dead. When they don't, you remember the freaking hamburger playing the David Lee Roth guitar? Yes. Oh, it's so good, man. Yes. It's um. Oh crap! I can't even think of the song now. All I can think is the freaking guitar. He's he's in the restaurant after hours, and it's uh it's a. Uh, Everybody wants some. Yeah. Wants some too. He's like flipping guitars, and he starts losing. He's like, "Yes, it's alive!" And he starts having this dream that the guitar's playing like guitar, or the burger's playing guitar, and everything. And his boss comes in, and there's like hamburger flung everywhere. It's so good. Yeah, they're they're great, man. And they use part of Eruption in Back to the Future. Back to the Future has Eruption. uh, Yeah, they were everywhere. They're still everywhere. I mean, like I said, kids today trying to learn guitar are still trying to emulate Eddie Van Halen. Kids that you know, weren't alive 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. There's a real famous uh, YouTube video of a little girl that over a course of however many years, you see her getting better and better and better at playing Eruption and now she just like at 9 years old she nails it. It's awesome. And I look at that and I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to learn to play guitar too. And I get my four chords. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can play a really slow version of The Gambler. You gotta know when. When? Hold on. Oh, when? Fold. That's how long it takes me to find the chords. (laughs) To finger my chords. (laughs) (laughs) But I do. I have always, my whole life, looked at guys like Eddie Van Halen and like, oh my. Of course, women want to sleep with him. I want to sleep with him. Look at that shit. That's awesome, you know? (laughs) He knows how to use his fingers. He was the guitar god of our childhood. He really was. Yeah. There are names that stand out. 
I agree, but we will never learn to play like Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I mean, look at Bill and Ted. You know? Exactly. They went. They go and train with Eddie Van Halen in the in the first movie or in the second movie. Uh, so. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Amen in Honolulu. <laughs> so, Kev, you're going to give him a try, huh? Yeah, we'll give him a try. You should. I, I, I actually yeah. would be really shocked if you don't come out going. You know what? These guys are great. You know, really. Uh, and you can pick just about any album, just not Van Halen three. Apparently, uh, I would probably recommend nineteen eighty four. Definitely don't start with that one. Start. I, I'd start with Van Halen. Van Halen one's really good. Eighty four. Just Van Halen. It's called. I have the vinyl. Or nineteen eighty four is really good. And there were there were some in between there, but those are eighty four is probably the one with the most hits on it. That I'm, you know, that's probably one of my favorite album covers. You got a baby angel smoking a smoking pack, a of, pack cigarettes. of cigarettes. Sure. Yep. It's just like Nirvana's baby in a pool with his peepee just hanging out. His peepee just hanging. Okay, out. Okay, we're grown men. You can say pecker. <laughs> yeah, but he's not. So he has peepee. Shrinkage, man, shrinkage. <laughs> Uh, so we do, um, there'll be another, <laughs> there'll be another show coming up really shortly here. Uh, I, short. it would actually probably come up tomorrow, but I'll give it a couple of days just to kind of give you, that's our wrestling episode with metal Mikey. Oh, oh yeah. And here's the thing I told Stewie about that episode. Something amazing happened. We did an episode and everyone contributed. Everyone knew shit. Everybody brought something to the table. And there was no notes from Stu again. <laughs> There's never notes <laughs> oh, yeah, from yeah, Stu. Right. Here, and, uh, and then uh, shortly thereafter, we're recording a, a Halloween uh, episode, something a little different for us. And I guarantee you the, the freaking Thursday before we record, Stu's going, what are we recording about again tomorrow? <laughs> but he better come prepared because he needs his songs. Yes. We are going to put together... <laughs> you have you have over a week, Stu. We are to pull each of us five songs from the 70s, 80s, or 90s that we would put on a Halloween playlist, and why. That's w- it. Would Monster Mash be there? No, that's fucker. The 50s, no, that's too 50s, old. It was like the 50s. What is, did someone remake it? Please let's find out. No. But that was, why? I, had a, I had a record when I was little. Your though. brain is is not yeah. working correctly on here, Stu. You're, you're going, it has to be Monster Mash. No, it Me. doesn't. Um, Why? You got the, you got the right idea. You're Halloween related, but the wrong decade. I know I'm going to do uh, right. Alice Cooper. That's for sure. Okay, there you go. Though Frankenstein, I, feed my Frank. Okay, that's perfect. Though that would work. I've got a now. Co- you're thinking I've already right. got a couple. I actually have to tone it down now. I have to eliminate a few. So yeah, because now your brain's working right. It doesn't have to be. Why would you put this song on a Halloween album? What makes you think this would be good on Halloween? I'm not putting um, somebody's watching me on there. But that would work. You know, you could say, because somebody's watching me, it's creepy. You know, you're, you, I don't. So Electric Avenue is not good? Probably <laughs> not, no. <laughs> uh, Bow Wow I'll Wow's I like Want Candy might be. <laughs> freaks Come Out at Night. There you go. There's a good one. Yeah. So uh, just five songs each. Pe- We're not voting. We're not kicking anybody's songs off. It's not. W- you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. We're just saying, what five songs would you put on a Halloween playlist from those three decades and why? So that's it. Doesn't matter. One giant mixtape. Yep. No pun intended. It's a Halloween soundtrack. We also have some really pun, cool. Extremely intended. We have some cool. I don't know what's going to go down in November. Um, we haven't really talked about it. We'll do two, at least two studio. Uh, no social distancing. That's what's going down. At least two studio uh, 
shows and then we may skype one or two in like we do um but we already have december mapped out and it's going to be a hell of a good time something happened christmas all in your face something happened the other night and stewie and i were watching something and watching we were watching clips of something and dying laughing and we looked at each other and said why the hell have we not done this on the show and then we decided we're not just going to do it on the show we're going to do it a little bit different and i already kind of let you guys in on it it's going to be fun as hell and we're going to have fun so you guys you know stick around for that shit um the me- the Metal Mikey wrestling 80s wrestling episode wrestling, wrestling. that was a fun episode it really was fun even though I was sick and I was losing yeah, it steam was. it's there's a lot of info and Metal Mikey's great and he just came at it with yeah. and happy anniversary yes today was Metal Mikey's wedding anniversary so Third, happy anniversary you yes. crazy kids to you. Metal Mikey's wife poor soul <laughs> Mrs Metal Mrs Metal poor soul. <laughs> Um, yeah, but well, we love you by proxy, and he, as Mikey would he say. Obviously, yeah. and if she's listening to this, he obviously loves her to pieces. Yes. He talked. She's the evil Lynn to his skeleton. There you go. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 baby Skeletor. Yeah, he's baby Skeletor. Oh, that's right, baby Skeletor. Uh, it was a lot of fun having him. And we'll, <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> we, uh, we'll, have, we'll have other guests on the show, and we've got some cool surprises coming up, so... Uh, tune into that. Uh, of course, we are on Facebook, the Mixtape Podcast. Um, you can email us if you want to. I haven't checked the email in a while, so we might have some. I need to go in there and check. But we are your Mixtape Podcast at gmail dot com. I think that's it. That'd be all. I think we did some Van Halen. Uh, thank you, Jordan, and thank you, Casey, for skyping in. Thank you, Spank Dog, for coming by on a weeknight. Um, uh, you're welcome. You live here, fucker. Oh, yeah. It was impromptu. We were, we were trying to figure out a night where everybody could could get together. We were having some issues with the night we wanted to do. And That's this, why I'm dedicated. I live in the studio. That's right. I'm so dedicated. You, you guys don't even know. This is an actual studio. We just have, like, pillows and blankets in the <laughs> floor. I make Stu sleep in the sound booth so I don't have to hear him snore. It, uh, it works. But So, everybody. On, on a final note, rest in peace, Eddie. Rest Thank in you peace. for the music. Thank yes, you. rest yeah. in peace. It was, it's awesome, man. We're, we're glad we have what we have. So, uh, I think that's it. So until next time, everybody, stay, stay awesome. awesome. Stay awesome. Click a button.